0: A lot of great business success stories don't stem from a eureka moment, that genius brainwave in the shower, but from a gripe, a niggle, a frustration, a rising feeling in your gut that screams, no, this is not how things should be. And once you decide to do something about that frustration, it can turn into a great business because you are not the only person who has felt that way. The heroes of today's story are unlikely millionaires. The multi-million dollar multinational business they started is now in 15 countries, employs 150 people and has tripled its turnover in the past seven years. So it's a big deal, but
1: 25 years ago they were a happy, hippie couple living in a happy, hippie commune. In the past, eco products had been tainted with sort of that dirty, hippie, grungy look. (laughs) (laughs) and not taken seriously, they didn't work very well, they are too expensive and we wanted to break out of that and our philosophy from the beginning was we wanted it to be easy and pleasurable for you to make a difference that's always been our mantra
0: Malcolm and Melanie Rands have gone head to head with the giants of their industry been remarkably financially successful and their commitment to environmental sustainability has been the driving core value of their business model from day one I'm Heather Duplessy-Allen and this is HP Business Class with Newstalk ZB. She may be the co-founder of a multinational business, but Melanie Rands had the idyllic Kiwi small-town upbringing. I was born in Auckland but I grew up
2: in Kaurau in the Bay of Plenty and I spent a lot of time swimming in the river, um, just loving the location of Kawarau and connection to the beaches and the rivers and the lakes. They were a very big part of my childhood. I was the first one in my family to go to university, the youngest of six girls. So that was a big deal for our family. I went to university at Waikato
0: and started doing a teaching degree there. Long before Melanie and Malcolm met, when he was in his late teens, Malcolm was facing some big decisions about his future
1: and what shape his life might take. I was at university um, following my father's footsteps to be an engineer. Trouble is, when I was at university, I was also playing in a rock and roll band (laughs) and uh, playing until like four or five in the morning and then exams at eight the same morning. So I had to toss up as an 18-year-old that I want to be an engineer or a rock god. It's a very hard decision to make (laughs) as an 18-year-old. So I went away from university. I travelled the world. I came back and I ended up running unemployment schemes in the Parks and Recreation Auckland City Council. And I got a call for a friend to go up to Whangarei to help with a summer festival. So I went up to Fangare, working with a group of quite radical artists up there and ended up staying there for 15 years.
0: Melanie's first teaching job out of university was at Otangarei Primary School in Fangare, where she met Malcolm and they decided to form a sustainable permaculture eco-village. We
2: got together at my birthday, <laughs> my 24th birthday. It all started on that night and he was already exploring the idea of setting up a village on a piece of land at Matapauri.
1: I had been drawn to this for many years on my travels. I lived on a kibbutz. I tried to get my family involved in something like this in Great Barrier Island. But once I met like-minded people involved in the arts in Whangarei, we found a bit of land at Matapauri Bay and we bought the land in 1986. On a handshake with the farmer, we didn't pay for a year later and moved on. When you think of an eco-village, you may have
0: images of the Garden of Eden, a bountiful land of lush trees laden with fruit. But Malcolm and Melanie had purchased more of a blank canvas. Their Garden of Eden was going to take some work.
2: It was quite tough in the early days. There was no road access to the land. We had to drive across paddocks and if it was wet our cars would break down or get stuck in the mud. I had a little V-dub beetle, so that was really unsuitable for driving across paddocks. We had no electricity in the early days, and we had a baby on the way. So it was quite a shock to the system, but I was also really up for it. I think being young helps, (laughs) and, and being quite idealistic, and being at that stage of the project where anything was possible and we were creating something new, it was... Kind of really exciting and that momentum
0: helped keep me personally going. After years of hard work to establish the village, Malcolm and Melanie took it one step further, turning their lifestyle into a business.
1: We had lived in the eco-village for eight years before I even thought of the idea of EcoStore. And you're meant to do business research and trial things on people before you launch a business, but basically it was all about... So other people could do the same as us. And we needed to have products which were pure enough and unpolluting enough that they could be used in our own permaculture eco-village. So that was the bar.
2: There was a strong values alignment for me. So as a young mum living on a piece of land and trying to do everything organically in the garden and around the house, it came as a shock one day to just sort of realise how probably the worst... Kind of chemicals we had in our lives still were cleaning products. So Eco store was a way to not only help that situation for ourselves and our own family, but we could also see the potential for that to help other people and to create a business out of that.
0: The Rands realised that part of living in a permaculture village meant not polluting the waterways. They wanted the water flowing off the land to be as pure as the water flowing in. So they developed their own cleaning and body wash products that would be free of nasty chemicals, kind to the skin and non-polluting. It was originally developed for their own use, but they soon turned it into a business, selling by way of a mail-order catalogue.
1: We did start very small. We were just mail-order only from under our house in the eco-village. We actually dug out under the house and made a little warehouse there. We bought products in from all over New Zealand because I even back then I had my mantra of no nasty chemicals. That's what I had. I knew what I wouldn't have in my products, and then it was up to scientists to make products just as good without those chemicals. And so there were people doing that, and, and I relabeled them as EcoStore products and put them out as mail order. And we had a range of household cleaners. We had shampoos and soaps, but we also had animal products and organic garden products. Actually, I had a bigger range in 1993 than I have now in some ways.
0: (laughs) EcoStore started off in the Rands family home, and they were passionate about making their customers feel part of that family. Melanie would sit down and handwrite notes to send to every person who ordered from the catalogue. So why all this extra effort? We wanted to be in business,
2: but we wanted to do it differently. And that meant doing things in a way that I personally hadn't experienced it. Mail order was new. We were really grateful for people that believed in what we were doing. And in those days, it was quite kind of hardcore greenies only that got on board. And I think it was just that gratitude that I wanted to express to them you know, thank you for supporting
0: us and for buying our products and for believing in what we're doing. In 1997, Malcolm and Melanie decided to open a physical store in Auckland, which meant a huge adjustment for their young family.
2: Moving the business to Auckland was really scary for us. We had no money with two young kids who'd been brought up in an eco-village environment. They had huge freedom to go from that environment to a city environment basically to the eco store building in Freemans Bay, which in those days, New World Supermarket wasn't there. It was the old gasworks. It was quite a toxic piece of land that the gasworks had been on. To see our little seven-year-old riding her bike around the block, (laughs) her radius, you know, of where she could roam was severely reduced.
1: (laughs) Not a blade of grass anywhere, you know, and we were living... In the warehouse, there was not even any hot water in there. We were going down to the tepid bars to have our showers.
2: I'd say we were really resourceful, so we made it work. It seems incredible looking back on those days now, but that was probably the toughest time for me personally. I was really worried that I'd affected their life so much. I think the thing that kept us going was just this belief in what we were doing. It's always been a cause for us, and... I think we both needed that to keep going and I in particular needed that to keep going (laughs) to feel like things would work out in the end.
1: So quite, quite a hard, hard beginning but we just had a vision and before we knew it, people were coming all over Auckland to that one store and so at the time, because of what I was doing, I actually had some of New Zealand's top formulation chemists walk off the street and say, I'll help you Malcolm. Just because if you're doing the right thing, you sort of attract things to you. So our our formulations were getting pretty good. But to buy your dishwashing liquid by mail order or in one store in Auckland was not necessarily the right way to do it. It wasn't particularly easy. So we knew we had to hit the supermarkets.
0: As any supplier will tell you, getting into supermarkets is no small feat. So what was their game plan? That's next. HP Business Class is brought to you by HP and Talk ZB. HP started in a garage 80 years ago, founded by two pioneering leaders, Dave Packard and Bill Hewlett. Dave is famously known for saying, the betterment of our society is not a job to be left to a few, it is a responsibility to be shared by all. HP is New Zealand's number one selling PC and printer brand and is constantly reinventing products and solutions for a more sustainable planet. Learn more at hp.co.nz slash hpforbusiness. HP, keep reinventing. When approaching supermarkets to stock your product, you need to be ready. It's a bit like asking someone to marry you. It takes a significant investment, a ring or, in EcoStore's case, 10,000 units ready to go, in order to demonstrate that you're serious. And more importantly, you want to be certain that they will say
1: yes. At the time, there were no Eco products at all in the supermarkets. And we started doing our research, and so I walked across the road to uh, Victoria Park, New World, and believe it or not, I hadn't been down the cleaner aisle for over 10 years, why would you bother? So I turned down that aisle, and I went, oh my god, it was like, you almost needed sunglasses for that aisle, because everyone goes day glow colours and huge big brand things, and we thought, okay... So packaging was very important. So we did exactly what you'd think with an eco brand. We did all these beautiful colour pictures of of mountains and nature scenes and lots of words about what we're doing. And we'd put those on bottles and we'd put them on the shelf to see how they worked and they were invisible. And that was when Melanie and Deb Smith, the um, arts photographer who had been helping us on the catalogue, came up with the idea, let's go quiet. And that was the radical thing we had done in the really busy, busy aisle. We had black and white photographs in pastel colours. A little bit of peace and quiet. And it was quite a dangerous thing to do because, you know, people for a long time couldn't find us because we were a bit quiet. But the thing is, once you got your eye in, we were unique. And you can actually now pick an eco store product anywhere in the supermarket because no one else has ever been as brave as that. Believe it or not, with our labels, before we'd put them out, we'd always say, oh, what can you take off that label? Whereas most people try and put more and more messages on it, we've tried to make it clean and just let the brand work for itself. You actually had to be an established New Zealand artist to get onto our labels. Yeah, we've had a series of amazing New Zealand artists who've actually done the illustrations on our brand. All their hard work and the big risk of going quiet paid off. They made it into their
0: first supermarkets in Auckland, and it didn't take long before Store was a household name. I
2: think when it started making money, it, it wasn't kind of like the big hurrah that you might think it was. It was because we were so um, used to being head down, taking big risks to kind of get to the next stage in the business. So yeah, I don't think there was ever a sort of aha moment for me where I felt like I could just sit back and think, oh, we made it. (laughs) It's not my personality, for one thing. (laughs) But the other is just, um, I think for Malcolm and I both, it's always like, well, what's
1: next? So in 2002, we were probably only a $2 million business, but once we got onto supermarkets and once we um, partnered up with one of the New Zealand's top supermarkets dealership twin agencies that made a huge difference and we went from being in 10 stores to being in 400 stores within a few years. We got into Australia in about 2007 into the supermarkets and suddenly that just doubled our size again because suddenly we're in a thousand Australian supermarkets. In the last 10 years we've been looking very much into Asia And now I've just come back last week from Japan where I've been supporting EcoStore Japan, which is the first joint venture between EcoStore New Zealand and a foreign country. China has been going madcap online only. And you might've heard of 11.11, the new um, shopping day they invented. They call it Singles Day. And you can only buy online that day. And last year on 11.11, on one day, EcoStore did $2.3 million turnover in one day. And if you think of the logistics about that, when a lot of that is soap and each soap's only worth about $4, (laughs) you can think of the logistics around that. It's crazy.
0: Sustainability is at the forefront of our minds these days. If anything, the term is overused and losing some of its genuine meaning. But back when EcoStore started, they were well ahead of their time and sustainability has always been one of their unshakable core values.
2: I'm really glad that sustainability is such a commonly used word now. When we first started out, it wasn't. And I remember really struggling with it because sustainability was at the core of our business. It was hard to explain back then. So yeah, it was kind of lonely at the beginning, but it's just been so great to see how important it is now.
1: A lot of people thought I was crazy, including family members, um, You know that this is never going to happen, it's too far out there. But we, in our heart of hearts, knew that we were the future. It was just completely obvious. And as more and more people have come and joined in the journey with us, um, I'm just always happy. And people say to me, aren't you worried about these big corporations greenwashing by making these promises and they're not really fulfilling them? And I'm always happy they do because once you get on the journey, you always have to get better and better. So it's actually getting people to start the journey is the hard thing. So I'm just happy that business is taking it up. And In fact, it's government now who is the laggard. I am much more optimistic about business's ability to change and make the world a better place than I am about the politicians'. I've been on the Sustainable Business Council of New Zealand for over 12 years on the board and I have been amazed that a lot of very top business people are very aware of what's really happening. You're not finding many climate deniers in in top business people because these are smart people (laughs) and they are actually running slightly ahead of public opinion when it turns about making their business more sustainable because in business you can't, turn on a dime that much, you know, you have to set things in process for the future. So you need to start now. If they're not sustainable, and then maybe even regenerative businesses in the future, they actually won't even be in business. So it's actually to their own advantage to get as green as they can, as fast as they can.
0: Malcolm and Melanie are clearly idealists. They want to make the world a better place. But they're realistic too.
2: It really mattered to me that, What we were doing was going to make a difference, not just to our lives, but to everyone's lives. So it was a niche business to start out with, and I knew it needed to become mainstream. And that was always our challenge right from the start, was how to make these niche products have a wide appeal.
0: When you go to a small town farmer's market and buy some honey or relish or handcrafted soap from a local vendor... That's what these guys looked like in their early days. So how has EcoStore scaled their business to the point where they can supply to 15 countries, including Japan and China? EcoStore's growth in the Asian market has been running year on year at 30%. The key to that scalability has been their clever
1: use of technology and automation. When we first started, we were actually quite a handmade business, quite small little manufacturers, boutique you could say. And really, our competitors were some of the biggest companies in the world, $100 billion companies like Unilever, Colgate from Olof, who have just everything automated. So our success has been, as we've grown, we've actually become our own manufacturer. Probably in the last 10 years, we've had 20 times growth without necessarily having employing any more people because we've become more and more automated. We now own our own soap machines. We are looking after our own plastic supply line, which is actually sugar-based plastic from South America. So really to be successful, your products have to work as well. They've got to cost the same. And then the advantage to the environment, the advantage to people's health, is the difference between why people will choose you over your competitor. No one wants to buy an expensive dishwashing liquid that doesn't work.
0: (laughs) From niche to nationwide and beyond, Malcolm and Melanie have grown something of tremendous value. And from day one, they've used the fruit of their labour to sow the seeds of a better world through their own non-profit, the Fairground Foundation.
1: I thought if I'm going to go down the not-for-profit, I'm going to do it with money in the bank. (laughs) Because unfortunately, a lot of small not-for-profits, they spend a lot of their time raising money actually for their own salaries. And I wanted to cut that. I wanted to be able to have a not-for-profit that can just go out and do things. So EcoStore is still supporting um, the Fairground Foundation so that we don't have that overhead. And we can go out and do some quite exciting projects. And we believe up setting up almost like new businesses that can then go out and create a better world.
0: Through their charitable foundation, Malcolm and Melanie have given funds to set up organic gardens and schools, a carpooling initiative, and they're partnering in a sustainable housing project with 200 residents. It's a city version of their eco-village with lots of green space.
2: Well, it related to the business model right from the start, which was always that any profit that came from EcoStore would then go into a foundation that we could also use to further our cause really to make a positive difference in the world it took a lot longer than we anticipated to start making a profit, it took years and years and years for that to happen, but we got there in the end and it's a great place to be now
0: Malcolm and Melanie were able to sell in 2013 and they're now free to invest their time and money into great causes they believe in so, what's their advice to entrepreneurs and business people starting out that's next No matter how big or small your business, the EliteBook X360 with Windows 10 Pro lets you focus on the business instead of your IT. With hardware-enforced security, exceptional battery life and Windows 10 Pro, the EliteBook X360 offers performance and reliability in a sleek and stylish design. Shift to Windows 10 Pro with the new HP EliteBook X360. Only from HP, New Zealand's number one selling PC and print brand. Search HP for business. HP recommends Windows 10 Pro for business. So what advice would EcoStore founders Malcolm and Melanie give to business people just starting out in their careers? I'd say hang in
2: there. It's not always going to be easy. And find people that have got experience that you don't have. I think one of the things I felt as a younger person was that we just had to figure everything out for ourselves. So yeah, find mentors, ask for help, and stick at it. And also... I think you need to be quite comfortable taking risks i don't know that i was naturally comfortable taking risks but i became comfortable it. (laughs) it felt like we risked everything a few times it was pretty scary but believing in what we did really helped
1: what i would say to my younger self is actually believe in yourself believe in your vision back yourself the number of times which i've been very disappointed is when i've actually changed my principles to fit in what I thought other people needed and it's never gone the way I thought it should go. So back yourself, back your principles, back your vision.
0: Hope you've enjoyed this episode of HP Business Class with Newstalk ZB. We've got some great guests coming up in future episodes, including Sir Michael Hill Jeweller and Rod Drury from Zero. And next time, we'll be finding out about Catherine Wilson, New Zealand's premier footwear designer, whose shoes are being worn by the likes of Beyonce. She hangs out with Jimmy Choo and once designed a pair of diamond high-heel shoes That sold for well over $600,000. I know you don't want to miss that. So make sure you subscribe at newstalkzb.co.nz slash HP or on your favourite podcasting app. Catch you next time. I'm Heather Duplessy-Allen and this is HP Business Class brought to you by HP and Newstalk ZB.